Hello, welcome to my podcast. I am Melanie, I'm a dual citizen of England and New Zealand and I have been documenting my life on my blog, melaniemcgowan.com and my YouTube channel, Riding Footloose, since arriving here in New Zealand in 2012. I include health challenges through a knee replacement, a loss of limb and disability and my life as someone with autism. I hope you enjoy learning about my life and perhaps gain a little bit of inspiration along the way. Hello. Now, I'm on the back of the fact that I had to do a drug appreciation course because I am going to the Rocket Emerald Championship as an HRSA and might be, probably will be, drug tested uh, uh, because it's a regulated sport, uh, you know, rugby sport, we have to sit down. I um, learned a few things and that was the other thing I uh, did not know and I bet you don't either. And it was about supplements and non-drug uh, related, uh, regulated things that you can buy over the counter without a prescription and that sort of thing. Now what really hit home for me obviously some of the videos I was told to watch had um, a clip of an England rugby player who was banned from the sport because of the fact that he tested positive for a steroid uh, that was a banned substance and it was actually something that was in a supplement that he had taken and he had no idea. Now how can this possibly be? Well I was taking supplements prior to doing this. I was taking a couple of supplements um, one of them was for my hot flushes, uh, the healthy resonance has come to being in the 50s and I looked at the ingredients and thought, oh, that looks all right, there's nothing in there. But then further down on this course, I learned a few more things. And the horrific thing is that supplements are not regulated. Now get this, They're, that means that the ingredients they post on their labels could be inaccurate, nobody is checking, they're not safety tested, and they're freely avail available for children. Now, the sort of supplements that you, that pops into mind to start with is weight loss, sexual function, and that sort of thing. But there are a whole lot of other types of supplements. So there is a lot of incorrect marketing of supplements, and it often sets up failure. So, for example, weight loss. Um, now, you and I know, if you're a semi-intelligent individual, that pills do not help you lose weight. But, like I said, they're not regulated, they're very good sales ploy, and a lot of the ingredients are inaccurate. So you might be taking things you didn't even know you were taking. There is a self-belief that is, I blame, on the media of how we should look, and that is the defining feature that sells supplements, in my opinion. In New Zealand, dietary supplements are, there are some regulation, and they are regulated by some food importers, um, but still not set by a government agency, even if you've applied for a license. So, um, a dietary supplement in New Zealand has to have a license, but if you've applied for a license, they give you one without actually checking anything. Can you disbelieve that? I just couldn't even believe it. So, applicants are responsible for checking their own products. What the heck? No approval process before being placed in, placed in the market no statutory requirement to have a MedSafe certificate and they could 
react with existing medications, and you're not going to know because they're not regulated. The ingredients might be inaccurate, and all that sort of rubbish stuff. So let's just do a recap then. Applicants are responsible for checking their own products. So if you apply for a MedSafe certificate, which you're not required to do necessarily, you are responsible for checking your own product. So the paperwork is literally just like you know a certificate in the post. Nobody actually checks anything. Uh, your supplement doesn't necessarily have the correct ingredients posted on the labels, and it might react with existing medications. You're not going to know because it doesn't necessarily have to have the right ingredients on the label. This is like mind-boggling to me. Um, it's like an undercover drug market, in my opinion. So there are very stringent drugs testing regimes for elite athletes, and this this is why it sort of like came to my immediate attention as an oh my god. So like, um, and this is I'm, I'm perfectly okay with this, but the drugs testing for elite athletes is unexpected. So they just rock up whenever you've got a produced pee sample, and they are much stricter than that pee test you have when you have to get a, a drugs test for employment. I watched, uh, went through a virtual drugs testing um, module online, and you actually have to be so close to the person that's inspecting the sample. They have to be able to see the pee leaving you and entering the pot. That's how close they have to be. So that you can't switch. There are far-reaching consequences for an elite athlete if you are caught with banned substances in your, in your system. And like I said, they may not be intentional. It might be because you were taking a supplement that's not regulated, didn't have the correct ingredients, and blah 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 So this was why the course that I did was so eye-opening. Now, I know that um, a lot of um, sports are drugs tested. Triathlon started to be drugs tested at age group level. Shasta, who I left, um, and, now, and now is. But Rocket Armour, they're drugs testing elite athletes, which is the paras come under elite. Uh, and yet, I am really glad that they actually put me onto this little course. It was free online um, on our website, the Drugs New Zealand or something like that. Um, and yes, there's no clear research on supplements related to doping bans. So we don't actually know how many um, athletes get caught like this uh, with doping bans that were unintentional as a result of supplements. Now that would be an interesting statistic if you were able to sort of even get it. Um, it's thought to be much higher than we even imagine and a very small scale Norwegian research project suggested 23%. But like I said, it's, thought, they, it's thought to be a lot higher than that. So that made me instantly stop taking everything. I was taking vitamin C, stop that. I was taking um, supplements to help stop that. I was taking the supplement that um, was helping me with um, the menopause pill, stop that. I don't take anything at all now apart from the prescribed medication given to me by my doctor, and I just suck up the hot sweat and just get on with it. Because I cannot afford to fall into a trap that has been created for me by an unregulated cross-the-counter drugs industry that doesn't even tell the truth on their labels. It is just absolutely incredible. So, if you're taking supplements, the advice is, why? Do you really need it? Are you prepared for the consequences if it has contents that you didn't know about? And is there another safer 
way you can do that. Hopefully it was eye-opening. And I will try and keep up to speed, but perhaps if not, blog or blog or any of those things um, on my run-up to the World Champs and the two weeks. And I have not been taking any of these supplements I was taking for about three or four weeks now because I was just not prepared for this. Hopefully that's been a little eye-opening for you. If you want to have a little look on the research, uh, feel free. But like I say, you don't have to have uh, a MedSafe certificate. And even if you do, it's really not worth the paper it's written on because they don't check. Thank you for listening. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback. If there's anything you want to add or any questions you want to ask, please do just get in contact. Otherwise, I'll talk to you again soon.